This is absolutely amazing. We've gone back in time. Yes. You gotta get back in time. This is the uh <laughs> Welcome again to the Freak Show on the Dance Floor. This is Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. This is the Bass Buzz segment of the show. Thank you very much for sticking with us. Ladies and gentlemen, I guess you can't figure out who our guest is tonight, but it's the one and the only, the Jersey Devil himself. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Iconelli. Yes. Woo! Hi. 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 Hi, Mike. How you doing? How are you? <laughs> What's going on, dude? <laughs> hey, th- thanks for coming on the show, dude. I'm, I want to tell you that first off. And, um, you know, for those of you out there watching, I think there's like two people watching now, Mike. So we're talking to those two people. So basically, for those of you that don't know, Mike Iconelli, uh, Bassmaster Classic champion. 2003. Bass angler of the year. Uh, he's fished in a couple Forest Wood Cups. He, you're, you're, you kick ass on the major league fishing. You're a, uh, you're a, a television star. You're an author. And uh, you are also the um, the billboard model for Louis Vuitton in Tijuana, Mexico. Not a lot of people know that about you, but you really, True. but but you are. <laughs> and, and Mike, you know, when you when you look back at all this, did did you ever think a hooligan like yourself would be where you are today, dude? uh no i didn't think no i didn't honestly i uh it's it's kind of surreal every day but i didn't think i could make a living in the sport of fishing i really didn't i mean that's a tough undertaking and uh you know almost 20 years later i'm still doing it so i don't i don't know lucky i guess dude i mean it's more than luck let me let me tell you sincerely you were inspiring to so many anglers out there, you are an inspiration, okay? And I mean that sincerely. And I want to tell you a little story, okay? I'm going to bring you back uh, about, uh, I, I guess I'm going to bring, bring you back about uh, 10, 11 years ago, okay? And, and there's me, a, a, a little uh, 33-year-old uh, Pat Renwick. on uh, in my, Young buck. Yes, on my, uh, it's Christmas Eve. I'm in my onesie. I'm in my little onesie getting ready for Santa Claus. And, uh, and I go to bed with visions of sugar plums in my head. And I wake up the next day, and I pitter-patter down the stairs. And what's in my stocking? What's in my stocking? I'm going to show you what's in my stocking. This isn't going to get dirty. I'm going to keep it clean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please keep what's in your stocking but, to yourself. But what's in my stocking uh-huh. is, is this, this little book right here. This That's little the book, book right that, here uh, took all my money away. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and I and and uh, my family paid twenty two dollars for this back in two thousand five. Ooh! So how much did you get of that, Mike? I got a I got a bunch free, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously, that I'm going to tell you something about that book. That is the first book on bass fishing that I actually read that day, cover to cover. Since I was 10 years old and read Roland Martin's 101 Bass Catching Secrets back wow. in the day. You know, That's awesome. This, and, and I, again, sincerely mean this. I'm not blowing smoke at you, dude. That This book right here is one of the best books on bass fishing um, that compared. Uh, the only thing better than this is the lost Rick Clun manuscripts. I'm going right. to put it pl- and, frankly. And they're, they're really good. good. Those are real good. They're like the Temple of the Ark. or what the Yes, I have them. They're, they're very good. good. You remember they're, those? 
I do. Yeah, yeah Byron, Byron Velvick was, was also a writer on those. I don't know if you remember that. I do not. Yeah, yeah Byron, Byron Velvick did some guest writing on those manuscripts. But, wow. Uh, I, okay, that's ringing a bell now. Yes. But the whole, yeah. se- the whole seasonal pattern thing and the evolution yeah. of the angler, and I, that was very inspirational to me as well as to you, I know. Me too. Me, me too. too. Big, Big time. time. I, mean, Big time. I mean, that's good stuff. And, and, and bringing it back to inspiration, I, I re- I've enjoyed reading this book. And truthfully, there's a lot of moments, milestones of your career that are highlighted throughout this. And I'm going to tell you the one that sticks out the most to me. And, and this could be the spawn of the Never Give Up uh, saga that right here is. I recall reading about you taking a little nap in the Tuleys or in the bulrushes. Okay? Yes. <laughs> okay? And, and you waking up um, to what you described as a moment of clarity. A moment of clarity. Yeah. That went on to you find the winning spot in the 2003 Bassmaster Classic. Tell us about that, Mike, please. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and it's funny because as you were describing it, I lived it, I wrote it, uh, hadn't thought about it in a while, and as you were describing it, it was actually getting getting chills again. Uh, you know, I honestly felt goosebumps on my arm. Um, it was one of those weird things up to that point. I had never fallen asleep in a boat, especially practicing for a major event like that. Um, man, I, I, I fell asleep. There was so much stuff going on in my life at, in, at that point. I was going through, getting ready to go through a divorce. Um, you know, I had just, uh, my uncle had just battled cancer. There were so many things going on in my life. I felt like, uh, you know, I, I honestly felt like that was going to be my last tournament I ever fished in my life. I was going to fish a classic and I was going to leave it. You're going to hang it up. And hang it up. And, um, and a big storm rolled through. We're in the marsh. There's no docks to get under. There's no bridges to hide under. I basically uh, jammed into the reeds, the, the rosa cane, whatever you want to call them, and, and made a canopy and fell asleep. And about 30 minutes later, I woke up, and I just had this uncontrollable urge to keep going, you know, to keep hunting. To keep trying, uh, even though everything around me was going to shit, I wanted to keep pushing. And um, literally, the next place I went to was this really long canal. And and it, as I went up it, it got so narrow I had to come off pad. And I vividly remember thinking, God, I need. Should I turn around? Should I keep going? I I just kept going and going. And it, and I just barely pushed through to a to a, what was kind of like a pond or a small lake, and uh, man, I shut the motor off and and just drifted in, and it was like I knew I never before I ever made a cast. I looked around, looked at the water clarity, I saw mullet jumping. I'm like, I just knew it just had this weird feeling that something magical just happened, and and that was the winning spot, and I found the winning spot at that very moment. Literally after I fell asleep, um, after that storm passed, and it was—it's incredible. You know, you can't explain stuff like that. It's—it's—it's it's, it's freaky. And the longer I live, the more I know that you know when when stuff's meant to happen, it's going to happen. And that was one of those things. It was you know it was it was meant to be to find that spot in that moment in time. And it was it was it was a strange deal. You found the heart, dude. You called it the heart, and you found the heart it right right there in, in, yeah. in a in a turmoil of hell. In the mass <laughs> chaos of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, yes. you managed to find the winning spot of the 2003 Bassmaster Classic. 
Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was. I mean, if anybody's ever gone through a divorce, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners and, and viewers have, if you've gone through a family member coming close to dying, it feels like hell. It's a it's emotional roller coaster, you know. And 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 again, man, that's like the the. I'm sure you felt um, the the feeling of of not wanting to give up before, but that I mean, it's for you as far as your angling career and and the catchphrase. Never give up. Is that is that the beginning of it? Is that the deal right there from that 2003 classic? It, it is. I mean, it goes a little before that. Again, to I keep referencing my uncle, my uncle Don, who's who's almost like my dad. He's a, really much a father figure to me. Uh, started battling cancer, I think, in 2002. Uh, so you know, a year later, when he was free and clear, uh, which was right around this time, that was really in the forefront of my mind, you know, watching, he was actually stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, and to battle through that. And he's still here today. He was here today watching my kids, the kids today. Uh, you know, that's, uh, they're the kind of things that stick with you and give you inspiration in your life. And, uh, you know, he did, he did for that same for me. And that's the first place that it was really, you know, uh, the last fish catch, which happened on the third day in the last couple minutes before I had to make a two-and-a-half-hour run back to the ramp, I caught a three-and-a-half-pounder and called about a, a fish that weighed about a pound, and that was the winning fish. And that, you know, that phrase was caught on film that, that, that time, and um, it just stuck with people. It stuck with me, you know? Absolutely. And, 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 and I mean, it, that phrase right there, is an inspiration to so many fishermen out there. Is there a more popular phrase in bass fishing? I don't think there's a more popular phrase in bass fishing than never give up. Other than, oh, man, he come off. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) instead of like, man, my water was muddied up or I'd have caught him. I mean, that's another popular phrase, but seriously, (laughs) never give up. Talking about inspirational derbies, that 2003 classic, let's jump ahead. Uh, You win the Angler of the Year 2006. Then you win the, uh, the derby on the Delaware River. But this week... Maybe one of the most inspirational or important derbies of your career is going to take place this weekend, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, August 6th, which is this Saturday, um, I'm actually hosting the first tournament I've ever hosted in my entire life. And we're holding a tournament. You know, usually I'm fishing them. Uh, and this one, I'm hosting it, you know. Um, and it's for uh, a, a foundation that we started. It's called the Ike Foundation. And man, it's it's actually it's interesting because it's come full circle for me. You know, the Delaware River, and this is where the tournament's at. It's out of the Camden waterfront on the Delaware River. Um, it's the place that I learned how to fish. The place I grew up fishing. Years later, when the elites came here in 2014, I got the win here, and now I thought it was it, it just felt right to hold our first tournament here, and uh, it's special because it's a you know what better place than, than the city of Camden which is a typical urban city. It's gone through some struggles. A lot of the kids in the city of Camden, the city of Philadelphia, have never, and I'm saying never, touched a rod and reel in their life. That's, that's, that's a shame. You know, I mean, these are, these are kids from four or five years old up to teenagers that have never experienced the sport. And, um, you know, what a better place to have our first event than the city of Camden. And, and you know, this, this is part tournament, part family fun festival where kids are going to cast and fish. And it's a, uh, we've got a dinner where we're going to raise money and do a silent auction. And it's all 
about getting new kids involved in the sport. So, I, you know, man, I'm, uh, I'm happy about a lot of the things I've done in my career, but this is next level stuff for, for, for us, for me and my wife. This is, this is giving back. This is helping, um, try to grow the sport that we love, the sport that's been so good to us. And, uh, I'm stoked about it. It's going to be great. You're paying it forward, Mike. And that's, that's the evolution of the angler, just like Rick Klein talked about. Yeah. I mean, sincerely, it really is. Yeah. I mean, that's the deal. And you got some big names coming to this derby. I mean, you got like, you got Homer Circle, Stan Fraggerstrom. Uh, you have uh, the ghost of Doug Hannon will be making an appearance. I, I I'm sure he's going to be there. We've got, we've got a fear garden, so he'll probably be there. Yeah, I mean, you, you put the signals out to the best universe. <laughs> I, know, I know that. But sincerely, seriously, you got a lot of people, a lot of big names coming, dude. I mean, that throws, throw a few out. Drop a few names, man. Yeah, well, we, we, we've got a great cast of people. I mean, we've got, you know, uh, Zona and Mercer and Kevin Van Dam and Brandon Polinick. Uh, you know, we, we've got the who's who of fishing, um, Jordan Lee. Uh, we've got a lot of guys that are coming out not to support me, but to support youth fishing and getting kids involved in fishing. And that's, that's pretty amazing. And, and hats off to those guys for coming out, taking a day out of their life to support this. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of, lot of sponsors supporting it. The city of Camden, the city of Philadelphia is supporting it. it. It's great because everybody sees the vision. You know, if we don't get kids involved, if we don't um, start from the bottom up, you know, there will not be a next generation of anglers, you know. Uh, shit, they're all going to be playing Pokemon and falling in the river. Yeah, exactly. There's Pikachus and Charizards and right. Squirtles everywhere. Right. We don't even know what to do. We don't, we don't even know what to do. Hey, I'm going to switch gears a little bit, Mike. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears. You know, I, I, uh, I, I'm an idea man. I, I think you know that about me. You know, you, you, you could probably tell. I, I'm a thinker. I'm a thinker. Yes. And, uh, I, you know, I run a lot of ideas. I am happen to manage uh, Brandon Paladic. I'm his manager. You might not know that. but yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, ask Brandon when you see him this week. Tell him, okay. hey, ask him about the Bermuda Triangle and, and say uh, it, Pat, his manager, wants to know about him. Okay. Right. Remember well, that. Please ask him about the Bermuda Triangle. I will. We're, we're, we actually, we're going to have an Ike Live on Friday night before our event. This Friday, two days away, and we're going to have Brandon in the studio, so I'll ask him live. Yeah, ask him about, the, the, about that maniac with the long hair from the Bass Buzz show about the uh, Bermuda Triangle. I'll yeah. ask him. He'll, he'll tell you all about it. He'll tell you all about it. But here's an idea I got for you, okay? I'd like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you uh, rebrand yourself right now. All right. Are you cool with that? I'd, I'd love, love to be rebranded. Okay, here it is. So <laughs> we're going to make you know, you have been a, um, a, uh, a star in many ways. Yes, I do. Ginger Ninja, the producer, is, is asking me questions. The, but we're going to make you, you know, you've been a star in many ways. I want to make you a, a star of the silver screen now, Mike. Okay. Okay, are you down with that? I'm def- definitely. Okay, here's, definitely. My, here's my idea. First of all, it's, we're gonna, we're gonna, we got a little setting, and this isn't a town uh, comprised of all bass anglers. Okay? okay. And, and, uh, and Trip Weldon is basically, he's the, uh, he's the mayor of the town. Okay? <laughs> Trip, Trip's the mayor. Okay, Mayor, That's scary. Mayor Weldon. We'll, we'll call him Mayor Weldon. Uh, and, and Mayor Weldon does not like dancing. He oh. does not like dancing, especially on the decks of bass boats. Oh. Okay? So what, what, you're, what, what you are forced to do, Mike, is to pull your bass cat into abandoned warehouses at night. And breakdance on the on the deck of your bass cat. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that's just that's all I got so far, but that's like the beginning yeah. idea of it. 
Yeah. So, so I mean, I'm going to give you some, some creative control. So if you yeah. want to finish that whole little segment there, I mean, we can make a whole motion picture out of this. Yeah, yeah I, I, I love, love it. it. Can, can I, I jump, jump right in and, and just, just get, get right into one, one of the scenes? scenes? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then we'll get Kenny Loggins in there for the soundtrack. Go ahead. I know. I know. We do need some of that. Here it goes. Jenny. Jenny. I know your dad doesn't like dancing, but this is the best place we could find. This abandoned warehouse. The front deck of my bass cat. It's going to become our dance platform. Let's go. Cut in pelvic thrust. Yes. Jenny, you feel that? You feel that hot heat? <laughs> See, is this not a great idea or what? That's a great idea. I'm totally into it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm getting into this character right now. See, I am rebranding you right now as, the, as a star of the silver screen. Yes. <laughs> That, that's the deal. I can see Trip being a killer uh, yeah. mayor to angry mayor. Angry you know? mayor Weldon. He's a, he's a, he's heartless. Don't and his daughter loves me here. and wants to have sex with me. Yeah, that's awful. That's absolutely Makes awful. it even hey. worse. <laughs> hey, with that one, we're right up against a break. Mike, you want to stick around? We'll come back for segment number two. Okay. Excellent. Straight cast outdoor cartoon television, the Bass Buzz segment. I'm Pat Renwick. More Ike and Ellie when we get back. See you in a minute. Outdoor cartoon television. I am a victim of the science age. Ike is a victim. Yeah. A traveler of the storm. And so is our guest right here, the one and only Mike Iaconelli, back on the Bass Buzz segment of Stray Cast. Outdoor Thanks. cartoon. Hey, where's our live? There's our live studio audience. There, there they are. I, you guys need to get a live studio audience Brand on that. You need a live studio audience on Ike Live, Mike. Well, we've we've got this little. This is our producer, so amazing that he has this little thing he got in his stocking at Christmas, and here's our clap. Yes, I like that. Oh, that's so much Tech- cooler than ours. Yeah, technology. That's it. That's a, those are like golf claps almost. <laughs> Larry didn't like it. Oh god. So you know. Mike, uh, let's let's get technical. We got to get a little bit technical about some things here because some people do want to hear some fishing stuff. You know, I mean, that, unfortunately, that's that happens here on these. Fishing <laughs> <shows>. <laughs> but but uh, we kind of have a jig theme today. It's Jigapalooza. The jig is up, and and we got our buddy uh, John. He's a he's a lo- John from Dem Jigs, a local jig maker, and Bravarni Jigs. He's a swim jig specialist. And, oh yeah. And and I know that you love you love to fish you a jig, dude. All right, and now here's. I mean, everybody know we we talk a little bit as we did it about flip. What was the? How did the rap go again? How did the little beatbox deal go at the beginning of the show? Flip, flip, swim, drag a jig. Flip, Flip, swim, drag a jig. Flip, swim, and drag it, or something like that. But if you had to pick one method now, and only one method of fishing a jig, I know it's hard to do. I know it's hard. But would you? Are you a jig flipper? Are you a jig swimmer? Are you a jig pitcher? Are you a jig jig caster or dragger? What are you? You know, what What you just said is why the jig is one of my favorites, which is it's so hard to pick one method. 
You know, it's, it's one of the baits where you could really fish it a lot of ways. You know, if you look at a topwater or a crankbait, they're pretty much one-dimensional. But a jig is so versatile. I mean, I can think of five, six ways I like to fish it, and, and that's without changing anything. The same bait, just fish different ways. But, you know, if I had to, if I had to pick one way, it would basically, you know, be what I call power fishing that jig. And that's basically, you know, I'm throwing at a target. I'm letting it sink in, I'm hopping it once or twice, I'm pulling it out, and I'm making the next cast. You know, it's not slowing down. And, um, you know, really what, what I'm doing with the jig, power fishing a jig, is I'm listening to reaction strike, and, you know, it's a numbers game. If I can hit 100 targets in the course of a day, and all the other dudes can only hit 50, my chances of catching a bass are a lot greater. It's, it's just a law of averages. And, um, you know, so... Uh, a jig that's heavy and falls fast is one of my favorite jigs. Pitch it in, hop it twice, move on. And, uh, you know, that, that's if I had to pick one style, that would be my favorite. I, I fish a little jig by Missile, missile Jigs called uh, Mini Flip. And it's a half ounce, but it's compact. It's small. It's got a thin skirt and falls really fast. And, and you know, power fishing with that thing is one of my favorite ways to catch it. What's your favorite setup for throwing that jig? You know, there, there's a, a lot of different rods that, uh, you know, you can use for different situations. But one rod, one reel, one line choice, here, here it goes. It would be a 7-2 medium heavy casting rod. I designed one for Abu Garcia. It's an Ike Series 7-2 power rod. Um, that's my rod. And, and the 7-2 medium heavy has a little bit of tip. The biggest mistake jig fishermen make is using a broomstick for jig fishing. You want a little bit of tip. You want about... 20% of that rod, 20% of the top of the rod to actually have a little flex. Um, reel, I want a low profile, fast gear ratio reel. I use a, a Revo uh, MGX and it's got a 7.9 to 1. Super fast. I want that line pickup when I'm jig fishing. Um, and then line, you know, man, there's so much talk of super line and braid, but give me a 17 pound or 20 pound fluorocarbon on that setup and i'm in good shape you're dialed in dude and i want to say you know uh i'm on the pure fishing team myself and i am really excited about that new mgx stream i mean i'm sure you got your hands on them it's it's sexy 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 yes. real it's a I've, I've only got one uh but it weighs 4.3 ounces uh, the new one's got the portuguese cork round handles on them Dude, it, 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 it honestly kind of disappears in your hand, which is which is sounds weird, but when you start fishing it, it feels like it just becomes an extension of your body. And that's um man, that's the ultimate. When when you forget the rod and reels there, you're pitching, you're flipping, your hook sets, everything becomes a lot easier. It's a pretty badass reel. I mean it it sure is, and our equipment has evolved so much over the years, which which brings me to my next question to you, Mike. Um what uh what evolution of bass fishing has been most helpful to you in your success as a bass angler what's the, what what technological advance or evolution of fishing what you, what's what's your little ace in the hole dude yeah you know, you know what's, what's interesting, interesting is it's, it's a, a great, great question because what's interesting is the technology that has helped me the most has also hurt me the most uh oh i'm going to explain it um and it, it's basically you know i would say it's the the electronics, right? The GPS, the sonar, the structure scan technology 
that everybody has access to nowadays is the gift and it's the curse. It's the gift because with my Lowrance HDS-12, man, I can, I can see things, find things that took me days and weeks to find before. I can find them in hours now, in less than an hour. Um, the GPS technology, the mapping Dude, you can find that juicy little break, that contour drop, that hole in the flat, so quick and easy now. So it's a gift. It's really helped me a lot you know, in the last 10 years. But it's also a curse because everybody has it. Everybody has uh, you know, accessibility to this technology. So um, I can remember back in the 80s and 90s, before that technology was around, Dude, the only way you could find those spots, you had 2D, guys were still using flashers, but you had 2D sonar. There was no GPS. You had to look at a paper map. You had to kind of guess where you were at, and you had to just work your ass off, zigzagging, idling, fishing. You had to let the fish tell you where they were at. You had to work to find the magic spots. And that was a gift for me back then because I, I like to work. I like to put the time in. And now, you know, um, everybody's got the same technology, so it works in reverse a little bit, you know. And, and what's, what makes it easier for me is also making it easier for the general public and the other pros. So, uh, and, and all those young bucks coming in now with your knowledge that they, that they didn't have without the technology. It's amazing. They're, they're very talented young anglers coming up that understand – technology better than i understand it they accept it more than i accept it uh but what a lot of the young guys don't have is you know is that uh, i don't even know what to call it. it's it's that ability to find fish without the tools you know and a lot of the older guys and not even i'm not even me in particular but you know clon and larry nixon i know you've had larry nixon on the show before and those guys are there they have the innate ability to find them without any of that technology. So you give them the technology, and dude, they can still catch them. Yeah, absolutely. Nixon's amazing. And we kind of talked about this a little with Nixon, too. And I was joking with him about him having to go out there with the Buck Perry spoon plugs to uh, to find the fish back in the day, you know, before the sonar. And Larry was like, I used to be catch, used to be, used to be able to catch them offshore all the time, but now everybody can. And it's the, yeah. it's the same kind of deal. It's, it's the same deal. Hey, yeah. uh, now uh, you're you're getting re- you you spent some time in Philly in your life, dude. Are you an Always Sunny in Philadelphia TV show fan? I, I, I like the show. show. I, I'm, I'm not, not to be honest, honest with you. I'm not a TV sitcom series kind of guy at all. Even when the Evil Dead series came out on Stars, and Evil Dead is my show, uh, I couldn't keep up with it just because I I don't know. I'm not a TV guy, but. Uh, but I do love that show, and and for sure love the city of Philadelphia. Yeah. It's it's uh, you know I grew up in New Jersey, but I, I consider Philadelphia my home city. And you're, and you're gonna smash you some uh, cheese, some cheesesteaks over there uh, in Camden, right? Oh God, I love a cheesesteak. Oh man, my wife's in the other room listening to me right now. She's getting mad at me because you know the big inner tube gut is starting to really pop out. I love me some cheesesteaks. Oh my gosh. And people don't understand a real cheesesteak. You know what I mean? I mean, the real cheesesteak with the fake melted cheese on it. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, you know, hey, hey if you're in Philadelphia, you know, go to go to Pat's or Gino's, either one, great cheesesteaks, and you go there and you order, and, and, you know, you say you want a cheesesteak, and they say wit or without. 
and and most people look at them like what you know and you want it with fried onions or without fried onions and uh man it's it's great it's um i i've gotten cheesesteaks in alabama and texas uh in the, in the midwest and, and the west coast they ain't the same, bro. It, it ain't like Philly, is it? <laughs> it ain't the same. There's, there's something special. It's like it's like here in Chicago, we have that famous pizza, you know? Right. I mean, it's that deep dish pie that we have here in Chicago, and that's there ain't nothing like it anywhere. I, right. Uh, you know. Anyway, back, back to the fishing, Mike. And you have Kanye West. West. Yes, we do. You know, he's an <laughs> avid bass angler, actually, Kanye. <laughs> is he? Did you know Kanye's a 10 percenter? What do you mean by that? Yeah, he gets 10% off culprit worms, so he's on <laughs> their pro staff. His, his tour bus is, yes. is wrapped in culprit. Yes. He's, he's, wow. got the, he's got the culprit. He's a 10%er. You know, he's a bass pro because he gets all kinds of sponsorship from, the, from people like that. It's amazing. Yeah, you amazing. didn't know that, did you? I'm educating you right now, Mike. I didn't know that. It must, it must, it must have, have something to do with his wife. wife. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's something there. It's something there. Hey, uh you, uh, of course, are the, are the host of Ike Live, which is by far the most popular web fishing cast in the universe right now. Uh, we, we, we bow down in comparison to the Ike Live <laughs> <No>. show. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and also you have Going Ike, which is a yes. real cool deal, man. I like to see the raw Ike fishing, dude. Yeah, it's very, it's very exciting. You know, the Going Ike um, is... You know, to me, it's really the next platform that we really are, are trying to grow. And it's, um, you know, it's content, you know, and, and, and we're trying to really put out there um, a story of what happens during the course of a day. And I, I don't want to, I'm not saying anything against any TV show or content that's already out there, but a lot of it is, um, you know, they'll fish three days a week to try to just get fish catches. And, you know, Go and Ike is very much about the experience in the course of a day, a day of fishing. And, you know, we, that's, that's what we, why we all do it. Um, and that's what Go and Ike is. You know, it's a web series right now. It's live on the web on the Go and Ike YouTube channel. Um, and it's getting ready to go to phase two in year, uh, next year. Uh, and and uh, without giving away the specifics on it, it's going to remain a web series but, but you're, you're going, going to get, get the seat on national, national TV starting second quarter of 2017. So oh, wow. it, it's, it's exciting. Going Ike's a great project for us, and it's, um, it fills a missing void. You know, we used to do a TV show called City Limits Fishing, which was great, and we loved it. We actually came to Chicago for one. It was, it, you know, it was a great show, uh, and it went away. And Going Ike is, is, is the new City Limits. It's going to replace that show. Can, can I jump in and ask a question? Go ahead, JP. Hit him. You don't, the original Going Ike, you put out that video kind of challenging people. Yeah. It's like, hey, come challenge, give me a challenge. You know, yeah. We responded. The cast crew responded. I challenge you to come, catch a bass, jump on a bus, catch a different bass. I have a city challenge. Well, we actually and back then when you when we you submitted that, I just chickened out because you guys were going to kick my ass. Uh, what? Flash forward. I was sharpening every hook, man. I know, but flash forward to 2016, this fall uh, when we're when we're shooting the new season, going Ike now is not about a challenge, but it's about meeting people and fishing with them. So. Uh, I I would still love to take you up on that, but I don't want to compete against you because you kick my ass. JP's a monster. Come to, I my, come to my city, bro. You. 
I want to fish with you as a partner. I want to be a team out there and fish. Let's do it. <laughs> no, Dodge, JP's a monster. And these, these guys are the original urban anglers right here. Popcorn, Whitaker, well, and, and, and JP. I think he's I, the original urban angler. No, but. No, you know, I'm talking about the Chicagoland area. <laughs> I mean, these guys, these guys got the whole dang thing going. They started it up off the bat, man. It's, guys, good, it's good down here from shore, man. I mean, can you ride a skateboard, Ike? I can I ride a skateboard. I used to ride a skateboard a lot in, uh, I, I want to say, early to mid-'80s. Uh, actually, my first skateboard was by an old skater, Tony Gonzalez. I think later in life he was actually charged with murder or something. I don't know, but uh, I don't know if you remember that guy. But anyway, I did ride a skateboard. I, I, I skated. I was in the BMX. I was in the freestyle. I don't think I was really good at any of those, uh, but, I, but I love them. I can relate to them very much. Well, how about this? You come to Chicago, we'll get on some skateboards, we'll cruise the shore, and we'll catch some big brown ones. I would, I, dude, I would love to do that. And li- listen to me, that would make a freaky killer show. There would it is. It not, there it is. Would right it not? We'd be it would to do it. Awesome show. It would make an awesome show. And you know, what we're trying to do, and I know what a lot of us are trying to do, you guys too, is you're trying to, we're trying to reach new people. We're trying to cross over. We're trying to, you know, grab people in that, that, don't you know love fishing and grab them into our world and uh man what a better way to do it than incorporate a little skating into it i mean it'd be it'd be badass yeah, absolutely phenomenal and, and that's the dude these, these are the dudes right there to do it with hey now is this is that the same thing that i had read about that um you're going to be involved in some reality television show is that the same thing with going ike is that uh no no we, no, we different? I, I don't i don't, I don't know, know what you read, read. maybe um I don't know. Is my wife signing contracts that I don't know about? Yeah, I'm, did I let something out of the bag? But no, you're, you're going to be on some uh, true TV or something. Well, like yes, that. yes, we were on. We actually oh, we that t- happened. Yes, we taped with True TV. We went up to New York City and taped with them, and they have a show called Beck. What's that show called? Greatest Sports Moments, which is a series on True TV. You can find it if you go to TrueTV.com. You can pull it up. And um, so one of the greatest sports moments was uh, celebrations, and they selected me as one of the athletes to come on and talk about how I celebrated. And uh, it, it was very flattering. It was an honor to go up there and represent the fishing world and do that show. So it was cool. Awesome. Hey, Mike, we're, we're just about out of time here. But, uh, again, I want to thank you so much for coming on this train wreck and, uh, and having a little bit of fun with us because it was sure a lot of fun for us. I'll tell you that, dude. I, I appreciate it, guys. I'd love to come on anytime. And guys, keep doing what you're doing. It's a great show. Well, thanks, hey, and, and you too, and you too, man. And what you uh, and why don't you grow your hair back out, Mike? Like back in the day. You know, I, I, come on. I might. I don't know. I, I keep wanting to. I got a little. I got a little thin spot on the top, but I'd like to grow the back. I do too, but that you can We're put earphones over it there. You know, that's what I do. I put yeah. the headphones, on, and then we'll come out and we'll do a podcast together. We'll do a we'll do a long hair guy uh, webcast. I'd like to do that with you. <laughs> hey, Ike, if people want to donate to the Ike Foundation, where do they go? Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, if, if anybody out there listening or watching wants to donate, and, and that could be, you know, a dollar, ten dollars, whatever, or product. If you've got old fishing rods and reels in your garage, you're collecting dust, please, we'll, we'll take that stuff. We'll repurpose it, we'll clean it, and we'll get it to kids. Um, go to the IkeFoundation.org. That's T H E, the IkeFoundation.org. You get all the information there, and uh, we, we'd really appreciate it. 
Hey, thank you very much, Mike, and best of luck with the with the charity event coming up this weekend. Thanks again, dude. Thanks, Thanks guys, and I'm, I'm going to leave you one thing. thing. Sure. Flip, swim, jig. 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 It's a hit. It's a hit. It's a hit. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. That concludes the Bass Buzz segment. I'm your host, Pat Ram, with Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. JP, hi. We're coming right back with swim jig expert Dan Bravarni in the box.